Weeks. It's Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. Coming up on the program today, Darman's first child murder scene in one of his feel-good short films. Plus, why depression is all your fault and you suck at living. Jesus wants to know how much cock you smoked this week and forced to eat a banana out of a sex worker's pussy. Praise the Lord, Jesus, in the name of the Lord. Amen. I'm going to sing Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound. Amazing Grace. I want people to sing with me too. Amazing Grace. How sweet the and masturbate with it. Well, I, I, really, I really like shortbread. It's just a fun thing. I want to come while I eat your smelly, hairy, wet pussy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, freaks. Tim back here with you for the Wednesday episode of DV. Have a great one for you. Yesterday was my birthday. We're having a party, a birthday party, just for Tim, just for him, Tim. Sure, a lot of you recognize that singer's voice. It's the very same musician who recorded 81 inch prime ass, rape victim, I have a little cock, a really big cock, and cock. Yes, Tonetta. Many years ago, Tonetta was tricked into singing me a happy birthday song. I think by Corey, who emailed him and um told him I was like a cancer patient, like a like a little boy who loved his work. I don't know. I think Tonetta was under the impression this was like a make-a-wish thing, but I don't care. I got a song out of it. Thank you. And thank you so much to everyone, uh, you know, who wished me a happy birthday on Facebook and social media and Discord. I got to uh, single out Vlad and Tyler Soros and Klotzenklaver. I'm sure I mispronounced that name. Davide, some of these guys chatted with me. Some of them uh, sent me very nice gifts. And I got a, a even further single out, Ben, just super, super generous. So thank you very much, Ben. Um, that blew me away. I always say it. I've got the best listeners in the world. Of course, some of the other things I'm always saying is, I fucking hate all of you. You're ruining my life. Stop calling me faggot. I mean, there's, I say a lot of things about and to you but one of them is i've got the best listeners in the world so thank you very much uh, to everyone for the birthday wishes and everything my day sucked uh, i spent my birthday making a <laughs> making a dentist appointment 
Yeah, this tooth situation isn't getting better. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, who could have saw that coming? I don't have one of those uh, self-repairing teeth. Not like a starfish or a sea cucumber. The problem with my uh, particular tooth issue is, you know, it doesn't hurt. But I notice it and I want to play with it with my tongue. Like, I can't stop, like, yeah, moving my tongue around that area. And I just know I'm going to be, like, flicking at it with my tongue and rubbing it with my tongue. And eventually it's just going to pop the fuck off. The whole tooth. I'm trying to be good. And so that's why I scheduled this appointment. It's a preemptive strike. My appointment's on Thursday. I just need to keep this tooth in my mouth for, like, another day. That's a big ask for me because, uh, you know, if, if you know anything about me, I'm always fidgeting. I got to have something in my hand. I got to be doing something. And uh, this is the thing I want to be doing, right? I've got a tongue. I've got a fucked up tooth. I want to I play with it. The struggle is real. Despite this cruel dental challenge life has thrown my way on my birthday, the universe has balanced itself out by giving me oh so much joy today thanks to Mead. I know, I know, I'm obsessed, but there's just some great new posts on the apricity I have to share with you. I'll be real quick about this. Now, you guys know Mead listens to this podcast, and he's in our Discord under a different name. I mean, he's, Mead's not fooling anyone. One of the criticisms that he takes to heart is when I say Mead records Yankee Doodle Dandy music, it's not contemporary, no one aside from 85-year-old Hill Jackson the Holler are listening to this crap, it's Yankee Doodle Dandy music. Have I said that already? Because it's Yankee Doodle Dandy music. Despite these hard truths, these bitter pills that I am urging me to swallow, I also aim to be helpful. I've said this before, but there are plenty of musicians, singer-songwriter types playing the you know piano, writing sensitive love songs and shit uh, that, that people eat up. Others on the Apricity echo these thoughts. Ed Sheeran, that's a name that's thrown around a lot. Jack Johnson, remember him? Hootie and the Blowfish. All right, I'm running out here. You get the idea. Well, Mead has turned to the Apricity for some feedback on a new song. I don't know why he doesn't turn to me. He should be sending me this MP3. He says, uh, does my new song sound (laughs) modern and contemporary enough? I'm trying to be more current to attract a new audience, but I don't know what that is. Great. I have high hopes for this song. I can't wait to hear what Mead's idea of contemporary is. I'm on the edge of my seat. He says, let me know what y'all think of my new song. It's a nice summary song. The title of this track is Let's Run Away. I feel it in the air that's a dad on me. It's everywhere I turn, was it's meant to be. Now I need a place that's far away. By God, he's done it. This is exactly the type of modern music one would hear on a top 40 slash pop rock radio station. Some place that's beautiful and new. Guys, I can't tell. Is that Chris Martin from Coldplay? Or is it Taylor Swift? Or Cherie Preventi? Seriously, how the fuck is this any different than Sweet Tea? It sounds like Sweet Tea. Mead, here's what Mead needs to do. He needs to just listen to the radio station all day, as hard as it is, because I know you're not going to enjoy the music, but but really try to understand the sound that kids are listening to, because this, this ain't it. 
help you. After all, my alter ego, Sharibra Venti, flew up the dance charts back in 2015 with this song called Ah Now. Six o'clock in the morning. The sun is rising outside my windows. You're not laying beside me. You're gone. I need your strong arms around me. Again, this song charted, I, I don't know, eight years ago. So it's not exactly super fresh, but it's way more contemporary than whatever the hell Mead is peddling. So I would be happy to be his mentor. Elsewhere in the skeleton verse, Mead is starting to freak out because he uh, realizes that his dad's not going to be around for too much longer. In a post with the headline, my dad will be 90 next year and he cut me out of his will. Mead states that uh, his dad has no life insurance left, no savings, no assets, and they have a reverse mortgage on their house. Oh, my God. Mead is going to be out on the street. Like, that's the one thing I thought that Mead was going to be able to have when his dad died. The house. No. Yeah, I would be freaking out if I were him at about this point. And it, it appears he is. He says, I really need to become an adult now. Mead, you're only 43. You're still a baby. I'm looking into a way to get a full-time job. Good. I may have to live in a mobile home or even government housing. Then he says, as long as it's not ghetto, I'll be fine. So he's looking for a mobile home in a um, wealthy, ritzy part of town. That's typically where you find trailer parks. Well, at least Mead is starting to formulate a plan. It's a little late, but... Better late than never. A lot of people in uh, the Apricity forums are suggesting that Mead get a job uh, in the warehouse, like an Amazon warehouse type thing, because they they pay pretty well. These people obviously don't follow the Mead saga like we do, because uh, Mead has worked at Amazon. It lasted about a day and a half until he saw a Black Lives Matter poster on the wall and he bolted. That was too much for Mead. Well, there you go. That's your Mead update. More Mead news at the top of the hour. Let's move on now. I think Darman has officially jumped the shark. Yes, his videos still get millions of views, but the premises of his films have jumped from improbable to ludicrous to those kind of science fiction films written and performed by the mentally handicapped, you know, like Karate Ruler. We're approaching that level of filmmaking here. Hey, dude, what's cooking, dudes? Yeah, that guy is the ruler of the world in Karate Ruler. And then, like, aliens uh, come and attack Earth, and he has to defend the planet with his uh, sweet karate moves. 
One of my favorite subplots, though, is that all this guy really wants is a statue made of him. He's in control of the entire fucking earth, but no one will make a statue for him. And uh, his right-hand woman kind of explains this to him, but she also has trouble saying the word statue. He wants a statue made of himself. She pronounces statue like I do when I'm drunk. There's too many sounds and T's. Statue. Someone make a statue of me. Why hasn't anyone made a statue of me? You have to do something before they make you a statue. God bless you. Anyway, the point is now Darman videos have plots just as dumb as Karate Ruler. And for those of you who are new to the program or you don't remember who Darman is, he makes these short films that teach people how to be good. I call it educational films for the lowest common denominator. Titles to videos are like Disabled Woman Shamed at Store, Spoiled Son Refuses to Get a Job. Mean girl, fat shames, plus size dancer. And then underneath it, it's always like, she instantly regrets it. Or you won't believe what happens next. What happens is shocking. And it's like, no, it's utterly fucking predictable. A lesson is learned. Even more annoying to me are the comments that are left underneath the video. First of all, half the people think this is a documentary. You did such a good thing. No one should treat you like that. And it's like, that's an actress. This is scripted. I don't like the way you talk to your son. You need to be a better parent. It's like, oh my God, are you that fucking stupid? The answer is yes. Every single time, yes. Darman viewers are morons. Other comments are always like, such an inspiring story. These stories can change lives. Made me cry. All right. Uh, so today's uh, Darman video I have for you. This is insane. It's titled Road Rage Driver Goes Too Far. What happens next is shocking. And I got to be honest with you. For once, I actually was shocked. Let's start this shit show off. Oh, so I talked to mom and she said she can watch Derek during our session next week. Yes. What we have here is a family of three driving around in their car. Discussing their next couple's therapy appointment. I already smell trouble in paradise. I wonder what the big issue in their relationship is. She said she can watch Derek during our session next week, so I was... What the... Another car on the road cuts him off. Let's see how he handles that. I was... What the... Oh, okay, Mark, calm down. It's fine. Instead, Mark drives up to the car that just cut him off. Hey, man! You just cut me off. So, you got a problem? Yeah, I do. I do have a problem. Well, I would have a problem if I were driving that old crappy BMW you got there. Oh, yeah? Well, why don't I just ram my BMW to your Alfa Romero? Are these car companies sponsors or something? Motherfucker, you cut me off. You better watch it or I'll ram my shitty vehicle into your brand new 2024 Alfa Romeo Stelvio Quadrifoglio with 505 horsepower. It's best in class. I've heard. Yeah, well, you heard right. This beauty has both style and performance under the hood. It's got a top speed of 176 miles per hour and an optional 2.9 liter twin turbocharged V6 engine. Well, I sure would like more information about that car. Well, then you better just get down to your local Alfa Romeo dealership today. They've got very attractive financing options through the end of the summer. Okay, then. All right. Guys, you got to stop this road rage. You're going to kill one another. 
Darn man is such a sellout, right? Stop! You don't need to provoke him. He cut me off, Amy. I'm not just gonna let him disrespect me like that. Even if he does have a beautiful car, starting at $89,000 well-equipped. Listen to your lady, okay? It's quite clear who are the pants in your relationship. Regret saying that. No! You need to stop acting this way. I mean, our son is in the back seat for crying out loud. The kid is oblivious. He's got his AirPods in. He's watching his iPad. Nothing is facing him. Still, tensions are escalating. One moment of madness can create a lifetime of sadness. By the way, when she uttered that, I thought, uh, oh, Darman is just fishing for a new catchphrase. He wants to put that quote on merchandise. It's that transparent. It's quick. It rhymes. Kind of teaches a lesson there. He's really hoping this one sticks. A moment of madness can create a lifetime of sadness. Don't be so dramatic, Amy. Yeah, Amy, you stupid bitch. You emasculated your man there. He lost that road rage dick measuring contest. Anyway, the next scene is the couple's therapy. Guess what Amy brings up? Obviously, it was that nice Italian dinner that Mark prepared for her that one night when she had to work late. It was so romantic. No, of course she didn't bring that up. The flowers he brought to her at work? No. She wants to talk about the road rage incident. He sped up to this guy and was screaming back and forth all while our son was in the back seat. Wow, she's really laying it on thick the way she says that. Her son? Our son was in the back seat. We get it. You're trying to get the therapist on your side. What do you think about what Amy's saying? What do I think? Mm-hmm. I think I'm wasting $150 an hour for you two to gang up on me. That's what I think. I don't have a lot of high hopes for this relationship. Road rage is like the least of their problems. Their issues run deep, I think. Ultimately, I think this is the therapist's fault. She's not probing enough. Mark, what is this really about? This isn't about road rage. Come on, open up. Why are you so angry with your wife? I guess, oh God, I still haven't forgiven her. For the time I got home from work early and I found her having sex in the back seat of my best friend's Alfa Romeo. Dun, dun, dun. Now you know why he has so many hangups regarding that car. Oh, it all makes sense. All right, well, now it's a few days later, and our family here is once again behind the wheel. Oh, this guy's driving so slow. Sounds like he hasn't learned anything from therapy. Is this guy really slowing down? Hey, come on, man, move it. Don't honk your horn. This is what I'm talking about. You're doing it again. It, what is... Oh. Motherfucker got brake check. Are you all right, sweetheart? I dropped my tablet. Oh, well, we better get you to the emergency room staff. Move it! This is what happens when you honk at people. People drop things onto the floor. Just please, just calm down. All right, let's not just... Gotta be kidding me. Yeah, he's messing with me. Stop driving like this! It continues to progress. Hey, man! Learn how to drive. I do know how to drive. You're the one that needs to learn. You're tailgating me. Well, I wouldn't be if you weren't driving so slow. I got places to be unlike you. Look at your piece of junk. That sure as hell ain't no Alfa Romeo. Pull over. Or I will pull over. I'll pull over. Do not pull over. What if he has a weapon? Guess what? He pulls over. Now, in a typical Darman video, 
Mart would start fighting and be like, why were you driving so slow, motherfucker? And then the guy who was driving slow would be like, you want to know why I was driving slow? Huh? You want to know? Okay, I'll tell you. Well, you see, two years ago, the love of my life was hit by a car right on this very street. She died. And ever since then, I drive these streets real slow because I feel close to her. I feel her presence. Or, you know, some, some, some bullshit like that. This, however, is not a typical Darman video. This is Darman jumping the shark. Mark. I got it. Don't. Mark What's gets up, out of the car. You apologize or am I? Whoa, 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 whoa. <gasps> and a gun is pulled on him. Take it easy. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I never meant to take it that far. Yeah. You're not so tough, are you now, the guy, huh? Please, let's, 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 just, let's just talk this out, okay? Too late. Should have thought about that before you were started tailgating me and the mouth off. Then he decides to take Mark's BMW with his family still inside of it. Unlock the door. <laughs> please, please, our son is in the car. Shut up! Son is Unlock the door! Okay. Come on! Okay. I'm not going to tell okay. you again, lady. Okay, okay. She eventually opens the door and uh, she's kicked out of the car. Meanwhile, the kid and Mark, the father, are pushed back into the vehicle. Mark is forced to drive this guy at gunpoint to wherever he wants to go. I bet you we'll get there a lot faster where I need to go. Yeah. The way you drive. Yep. Hurry up! Wait, we have to get our son out. No. Son stays. I need collateral. No, please! Shut up! Mark is then told to drive to this uh, abandoned warehouse, I guess, where he is then tied up. Right? So now he's in an abandoned warehouse tied up, I guess, with his son. Okay. Now you get to choose. Choose? Choose what? Who gets to die first? You or your little boy here? Very few Darman videos end in murder, let alone child murder. Gotta be honest with you, I'm kind of impressed. It gets even more fucked up because he, deci he decides to kill the son first, right? But he's ultimately a nice guy. I'm gonna be nice. You don't have to watch. So he, put, he puts a hood over this guy's head so he doesn't have to wa watch this man kill his son. No, 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 please don't stoop my son, please. I swear I'll never drive like that again. Please just don't stoop my son. No. Hey, Darman fam. Hope you like this video and you learn an important message about being a cool-headed driver. We're changing lives here. That's how all of the Darman videos end. Again, this is bonkers, right? Well, we're not done yet. Oops. Now my son, my boy, why would you do this? Why? I told you I'll never drive like that again. I told you. Would you mind repeating that for me? Wait a second. That voice sounds familiar. That's Mark's wife. But she wasn't at the warehouse. She was left behind, right? Huh? Amy? What's, what's going on? You see... I figured. So you see, now I gave you a real reason to need therapy for the next 10 to 15 years. That's right. Amy is behind this entire thing. The only way for you to learn your lesson was to show you what could happen. Hi. I'm so sorry about all this. Uh, my name is Gino. I'm an actor. Axel, I'm also an actor. Please don't be mad at us. Your wife hired us. This guy suffers from road rage. That's his flaw. You had him believe that his son was shot right in the head in his presence. 
He heard the gun go off. Not to mention all the other traumatic shit that just happened. The gun being pulled on him, being held hostage, forced to drive to a warehouse, being tied up. I get wanting to teach him a lesson, but this is insane. Wait, 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 all, 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 all this was a setup. And- I'm sorry I tricked you, but... No, 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 I get it, I... You get it? You're okay with all of this? You're not even a little angry? The same guy who fucking flew off the handle if the person in front of him was going the speed limit? How could you not want to beat the fuck out of your wife for doing this to you? This all could have been real, and thank God it wasn't. As you said, a moment of madness really can create a lifetime of sadness. I'm telling you, if I go to the Darman store, there's going to be merchandise with that phrase on it. In addition to just being completely unhinged and not teaching a great lesson, not not sticking with the Darman formula, people didn't seem to care for this video either. In the comments, you know, where people suck Darman's dick, most people were rather negative. That is a horrible way to teach someone a lesson. They traumatized that man to make him think he lost his own son. Another person said, this lady just added a few more years of trauma and therapy for the guy, and he already dislikes therapy. A horrible example of how to show someone how bad something could be. Lesson of the day, if your husband has anger issues, traumatize him for life. This video goes too far. If my partner tricked me like that, there would be an immediate divorce. I I have yet to come across a positive comment for this particular video. I will say that it was more entertaining than most Darman videos. All right, there you go. That's what he's been up to. I've got a few more clips for you before we get into the news, though. First up, just like Darman, this individual is trying to inspire you. Bro, I'm not going to lie to you. Depression is literally all your fault. That's right. Feel like shit? Suicidal thoughts? You brought this on yourself. Which I'm guessing after hearing this news, that's not going to improve your mood. Just going to make you feel worse. Maybe this guy has some solutions for us, though. I'm not going to lie to you. Depression is literally all your fault. Thank you. I'm not even joking. You might be like, oh, no, I was born with this. Uh, It's all genetics. Ooh, it's all genetics. No, 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 no. It's all your fault. Let's look at the reason why you're depressed. You're depressed because you have negative thoughts. You're depressed because you're fat, you're lazy, you're weak. You're depressed because your life is not in the place where you want it to be. Have you been staring at me through my window? How do you know me so well? Five things that I've named for reasons why I could be depressed. And none of them say that, oh, it's that guy's fault. It, it, it all points to you. It all comes back to you. Well, I guess he's technically right. It's not uh, other people's fault you're depressed. You've got a chemical imbalance. And since it's your chemicals that are imbalanced, it is kind of your fault. You're worthless. Your brain juices are all out of whack. There's only one solution. Why don't you just kill yourself? I mean, I don't know if that's where he's going with this. I hope not. It's all your fault. Maybe you were influenced by external factors, but it's all you. Because you choose your habits. You choose your thoughts. Well, I'm trying to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he's not talking about clinical depression. He's just talking about, you know, feeling bad about yourself because you're fat. Well, you can do something about that. You can go to the gym, start running, eat better. You choose if you want it to be better. My God, what a pep talk. You've heard of Dr. Phil. This is Dr. Phil. 
Bushman motivational speaker. I'm tired of people saying, oh no, I was born depressed. I was, uh, I was destined to be depressed. I was genetics. <laughs> what? Well, he is sort of talking about clinical depression there. Like when, when you're when you're discussing genetics, I no. think. You, you chose it. You were probably a happy child. You weren't a depressed child. Oh, I was very depressed as a child. I would pull out my big tub of Lego blocks and I would only build with the black, gray, and white blocks. The world I'm creating is void of color. I would build things like a broken stool, decayed facades to streets ravaged by the plague. The inhabitants long gone succumb to disease. I'd build slaughterhouses, asylums. Sometimes my creations were beyond explanation. My parents would say, what is that, Tim? What are you building? And I would say, I have constructed despair. Look what I built, mommy. Anguish. Then I would set my builds ablaze, finally introducing color to my macabre tableaus. As the flames rose and the blocks melted, I would walk across the molten bricks with my bare feet, laughing maniacally, not at the carnage I created, but at the knowledge that this was merely a mirror I was holding up to society. Ha 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 ha! Life is tragedy. I miss those days. Uh, I do have one more clip I wanted to share with you. We've got a young man here who was caught on uh, someone's property. Apparently, this guy who owns it uh, has a bunch of land, a lot of vegetation and shit. So he's got heavy machinery, you know, tractors and bulldozers and stuff. And that's what this little shit was climbing on. We don't know if he was going to steal it, but he was up to no good. Still, uh, when confronted, very little remorse. Come on, you don't want you, you don't want to get in trouble. You How just you want to leave, right? I'm just trying to enjoy my fucking time alone Buddy. and think, right? And you're fucking sitting there being a fucking cocksmoker is what you are. Apparently this kid does his best thinking while sitting on an excavator. And he was rudely interrupted by this cocksmoker. You're telling on... me to leave. I'm fucking Friend. on fucking town property, you Friend. stupid fuck. You're on... You're on I'm private... On How much this do you is... own past the road? Dude, this is four acres of private property. On... How far past the road is your fucking property? You're on my property fuck? right now. Okay. I ask you nicely to leave, How much please. smoke this week, dweeb? <laughs> you don't hear dweeb too often anymore, especially when combined with cock-related questions. Dweeb, dweeb. How much cock? You're on my How much cock did you smoke this week? <laughs> I ask you nicely to leave, How much cock please. smoke this week, dweeb? <laughs> I'm Jesus. Do you want it in inches? Or are, what you're really asking for is how much cum did I swallow? I'm Jesus. Please just leave. I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus Christ. Well, I don't think that's true. Jesus knows how much cock I smoked. Come on, man. Just leave, please. He's all. I'm asking you nicely. Now, that's when he kind of slowly walks away. If you're wondering, a lot of people in the comments seem to think that this guy looks like um, a Tom Brady on meth. Kind of, you know, like withering away. If Tom Brady didn't, you know, have muscles and bad oral hygiene, debilitating drug addiction. Yeah, I could see that. Ironically, you know, he would probably smoke some cock for meth. It's always the guy who's asking how much cock did you smoke? They're the ones that are, that are smoking the most cock of all for crack rock and stuff. 
how it always goes. All right, uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist to the fucked up news right now. here listen if you're not sideshow members now's a great time to sign up do it for yourself and do it for me as a birthday gift we both get something out of this you get brand new episodes of dv every week special episodes no one else is hearing only sideshow members typically on tuesday and thursday yesterday was a sideshow exclusive podcast and i'll be doing another one tomorrow again another reason it's a great time to sign up memberships very inexpensive only six dollars and 99 cents a month just go to superfreaksideshow.com all major credit cards and paypal accepted for an even easier way to gain access if you happen to use apple Podcasts or spotify you can sign up right in those apps Your Sideshow exclusive episodes will appear in the feed right alongside the uh, free episodes, which is pretty cool. If you want more information on that, again, check out distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. We've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. We're down this month. We've lost some patrons, believe it or not. I'm telling you, the summer months absolutely suck for me in every way, shape, or form. I call it the summer slump. Shit happens. I get it. But look, if you uh, want Distorted View Daily to continue, you got to support it. Uh, Again, you can pledge as little as a dollar over there. If you pledge at least five, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. And uh, if you pledge $20 or more, um, occasionally I will send out Distorted View merchandise. Most recently, I sent out uh, DV Beach Towels. All of those have been sent out. You guys should be receiving them in the coming days or potentially week or so. It's hard to tell how long it takes, you know, for the mail. And uh, I think we've got some being FedEx, some being uh, postal service and some being DHL. I'm in no control of of those things. But uh, yeah, you guys should be getting them soon for you uh, higher tier patrons. Again, patreon.com slash distorted view. Pledge right now. And uh, we'll be doing another DV goodie drop in the coming months, I guess. Try to do at least, uh, what, three or four of those a year. Hope you enjoy those beach towels, freaks. Okay, now that we got that taken care of, three very quick stories now. First up, the world's first doggy surgeon. I could say anti-Semitic things and Adidas can't drop me. Oh. Now what? Well. Now what? Well, you did, and then Adidas did. Pretty much how that story played out. You know what a very anti-Semitic Kanye West means. It's time for Distorted Views. Access Entertainment Hollywood News Insider Report Extradition Tonight. Celebrity. Dolph Lundgren. Entertainment. Tequila Tequila. Hollywood. Who is Paul Reiser banging? Extra. Butter on my popcorn. Uh, you know how these celebrity references are very outdated. They were when Corey recorded this song, (laughs) whatever it was, 12, 15 years ago. Paul Reiser was pretty much out of the game. But if you think about it, Paul Reiser is almost a timely reference again. He keeps trying to make a comeback, you know? He relaunched Mad About You. That didn't do so well. I think it was only available on Spectrum On Demand or something. Weird choice, but okay. Then he was on some Hulu show that I watched called Reboot which wasn't bad. I was kind of getting into it, and then that got canceled after one season. Now, if only Tila Tequila could make a comeback. As I was listening to this intro, I thought, you know, we haven't checked in with Tila Tequila recently. What has she been up to? Last time she was baptizing the neighbor kids in her her bathroom. 
you know, doing screwy shit like that. Well, today's story has nothing to do with Tila Tequila or Paul Reiser. It does have everything to do with a real celebrity, one we all know. You can't miss her because she's so wide. Lizzo. You know, if Lizzo is in your field of view, she's in everyone's field of view. She's a big girl. She's proud of that. That's one of the things that made her so popular, her body positivity. For a while, it seemed like uh, Lizzo could do no wrong. Oh, there was so much good press uh, surrounding Lizzo. I remember, didn't she host Saturday Night Live as well? And then she got to use some like magical ancient flute that uh, no one has used since, I don't know, Thomas Jefferson days or something. I seem to remember some museum in our nation's capital letting her blow on some old flute. It was a big to-do. Well, today marks the start of Lizzo's villain arc, apparently. Get out your pitchforks. It's time to turn on this fat bitch. Three of Lizzo's former dancers are now suing the good-as-hell performer, as well as Big Girl, Big Touring, and Shirlene Quigley for allegedly subjecting them to endure weight-shaming... Really? Lizzo is weight shaming. I'm guessing because they were thin, maybe? It was some kind of Lizzo Uno reverse card body shaming? You too thin, you got no ass, like that type of uh, weight shaming. Anyway, uh, so she uh, subjected them to endure weight shaming, sexually denigrating behavior, and uh, pressuring them to participate in disturbing sex shows. Ooh, just wait till you hear what Lizzo made these people eat. Plaintiffs Ariana Davis and Crystal Williams claim in the lawsuit filed Tuesday and obtained by page six that they were eventually fired while the third plaintiff, Noel Rodriguez, resigned over Lizzo's stunning behavior. Also, two of them allege that they were pressured into nude photo shoots and one woman claimed to be nearly assaulted by Lizzo. Being run over by a Mack truck, there's no escaping that. The complaint was filed in Los Angeles County Superior Court against Lizzo, born Melissa Vivian Jefferson, and of course her production company and the captain of Lizzo's dance team. In various allegations by the defendants, they claim sexual and racial harassment and disability discrimination, false imprisonment. What the fuck is Lizzo up to over there? Quote, the stunning nature of how Lizzo and her management team treated the performers seem to go against everything Lizzo stands for publicly. While privately, she weight shames her dancers and demeans them in ways that are not only illegal, but absolutely demoralizing. That's according to attorney Ron Zambrano, 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 a partner and employment litigation chair at West Coast Employment Lawyers. Apparently, while they were in Amsterdam, Lizzo took her crew out and she pressured Ms. Davis to touch the breasts of a performer in a nightclub. She eventually did, fearing it may harm her future on the team if she didn't. My favorite allegation, though, is uh, also about Amsterdam. Now, the area, of course, is known for its sex theaters, sex shops and clubs and bars where nudity is on full display. The lawsuit states things got uh, quickly out of hand. Lizzo began inviting cast members to take turns touching the nude performers, catching dildos launched from the performers' vaginas, and my favorite, eating bananas protruding from the performer's vagina. All this really tells me is uh, I need to take the show on the road to Amsterdam. Davis also claims in the lawsuit that at one point she had no choice but to soil herself. She pissed her pants on stage during an excruciating re-audition. 
fearing the repercussions of excusing herself to go to the bathroom. Eventually, Lizzo allegedly fired Davis on the spot after learning Davis had recorded one of their meetings, even though it was in order to have a copy of the notes. The plaintiffs are suing for general and special damages, as well as punitive damages and attorney fees. Is this just a money grab, or is Lizzo a sick, sadistic slut? Or both, you decide. Second story we have for you today, a Los Angeles truck driver who was born with two penises has shared details of how his extra appendage made his sex life both interesting and a little awkward. So help me God, if both of those penises were large, that's just not fair. He gets two big fat hogs and my cock barely registers on the Dictor scale? Are you kidding me with this? I have so many questions. Are they functional? And by that, I just mean, like, can they can they both get hard? I don't know. Let's read on here. All right. The man identified only as Tank was born with diphalia and or di, yeah, diphalia. We'll go with diphalia, an extremely rare genetic abnormality in which a male is born with two functional penises. They work. Oh, I'd love to see that thing just batted around like a monkey. I would stare at them in awe like it's the monolith from 2001, a space odyssey, you know? Anyway, uh, Tank said some of his sexual partners enjoyed his endowment while others found it painful. Were you just trying to cram both of them in there? Come on, give those girls a break. Women didn't believe it when I told them I had two penises, but then I took them to the room they'd see, he said in an interview with the YouTube channel Soft White Underbelly. We featured them on the podcast. That guy is the is the dude who interviewed the uh, incest family a few times. I think one of the inbred uh, kids was named Timmy, and uh, he, he couldn't talk. He would just go, bah, bah, bah. Remember, that? Remember that guy? All right. Soft White Underbelly uh, scored another amazing interview. He said some of his partners enjoyed being penetrated with both penises, while others found it painful. Maybe the penises were so close together or they like it they split from the base or something where he had to use both penises in the pussy. He couldn't just let one hang out outside or something. I don't know. All right. Uh, he claims one of his ex-partners was so excited by his two penises, she suggested that they filmed a porno vi uh, video. Yeah, I hope you did. Otherwise, you're leaving money on the table, you know? Actually, he says right here, I probably would have made a lot of money, so I guess he didn't do that. Tank, who served time in prison for manslaughter in his teens, he's a complicated man. I can fix him. He said he only started exploring socks with his two penises when he was released at the age of 24. He's admitted enjoying twice the pleasure during sex. When I was penetrating a woman, I would get a feeling, but one of my penises is like at the side and it feels like it's going to blow up, he explained. He's not the only one in his family with unusual uh, anatomical features. Actually, I've got a clip of Tank here, not talking about his own penis, but uh, some of his family members' penises. I thought one of my sons is going to be like that, but you know what? He was a midget. Now that, you start an interview. You know, I'm, I'm instantly captivated. I'm going to listen to every fucking word this guy has to say. Yeah, he thought his son was going to have two penises as well, but he's a midget, so he, you know, he's got other problems going on. I got a son, he's a midget like this with a long-ass dick. Now, does he really have a long penis or is it just like in comparison to the rest of his body? Because, you know, it's all miniaturized. For some reason, I'm always hearing about midgets with huge dicks and I never believe them. He told me about that. He said, Dad, you think I got problems? Why? Look. And I, was, I went like this. What, what, what? Look, look at my thing. And it was like long. How old is he? Yeah. 25. Oh, so he's 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, so he wasn't like a little boy. He's like, Daddy, do I have a big cock? No, he was he was a 25-year-old man. Really? He didn't know if he had a big penis or not. He, he never watched porn. Never seen another naked man. I mean, we have all of this information, visual information at our fingertips thanks to the internet. You know, you could even, even if you don't want to see it, you could be like, what is the average length of cock? He just wanted to brag to his father. Like, yeah, dad, you got two dicks? I got one. I only need one because it's huge. And when he was a little baby, I said, look, look, Brenda, look look at our son. Oh, that's normal. He's blessed, you know? But now that he's 25, he's like huge. Is there anyone else in your family that has two? Uh, no, my dad was born with a big ass, big bowl like bull, like a bull. Okay. And like so, a- your midget son got the big cock. Your dad has uh, balls like a bull, and you got uh, blessed with two penises. Size dick, you know what I'm saying? What the hell is going on in this family? But big balls like a bull for real, like a cebu, cebu, like a cebu bull. Yeah. Like that hanging. My mind call him huevo loco. And you were born with two penises. Two penises. Yeah, while he was born with two penises, he decided to have one of the cacks surgically removed, as having two also made intercourse challenging. In 2015, another man with diphalia, identified as Triple D, which is interesting because he only had two penises. You think it would be double D. Uh, he talked about his experience uh, having two penises. He said he didn't wear underwear because it was too hard to find uh, a comfortable fit. I can urinate and ejaculate through both at the same time. I'm not sure if that's a time saver or not. Triple D said he considered joining the porn industry, but he didn't, as his dignity was priceless. Instead, in 2014, he wrote a book titled Double Header, My Life with Two Penises. The first case of Diphalia was uh, recorded in 1609, and since then, there's only been 100 cases reported. So, you know, you boys have hit the jackpot. I don't know why you'd want to cut off one of those things. He should have at least started one porno b- before getting it sliced off. You know what I mean? Make a little bit of cash. Come on. You gotta be smart about your money. All right. Uh, final story we have for you to jump. Taco Bell is in the news again. Uh, once again, not for a great reason. Taco Bell is facing a lawsuit that accuses the fast food giant of false advertising. A New York man filed the suit Monday in federal court, and the class action lawsuit seeks to include other Taco Bell consumers who were disappointed by their meals. If you're disappointed by your meals, it's it's because you're eating Taco Bell when you shouldn't be eating Taco Bell, i.e. sober. You should only be running for that border when you're highly inebriated. The lawsuit claims Taco Bell's advertisements do not look like the menu items that are served. Look, I complain about Taco Bell more than the average person, you know, but I've got this microphone, this platform to do so. Taco Bell, Taco Bell has a lot of faults. They never get their orders right. As a matter of fact, Lord Douche and I won't go to the Taco Bell that's closest to us. It's like a a five-minute drive because they never get anything right. They fuck stuff up so often. Then they have us go back through the drive-thru. Then then a second time they fucked up and they're like, okay, just park in front of the, the store. We'll come out and give you the correct food. And then they forget about us. And it's so late, you can't open the door to get in to the store yourself. So you just have to wait. Then we're banging on the door. It's a whole fucking thing, right? So so now we're going to uh, Taco Bells that are 20, 30 minutes out of our way. And it's like, really? For fucking fast, for Taco Bell, we're making a drive. And fu- you know what? They messed up just as colossally, if not more. 
Well, they we had our food in two bags. One bag had some of the food we ordered. The other bag, I, like there was shit we didn't order that we got uh, nachos and crunch wraps, burrito. I mean, it was just like the bag was full of stuff we didn't order. So at that point, we didn't even go back and complain. We just ate all this extra food. We got, we're like, well, we're kind of coming out ahead here on account of all the extra food we're getting. Anyway, uh, that's one of the problems. Uh, the man claims the Mexican pizza he purchased did not appear to have a similar amount of beef and bean filling. I think this guy's going to have a hard time with his lawsuit. When do the pictures of fast food ever look like the, the slop you end up with? That goes for McDonald's, Wendy's. The burgers always look fucked up and decrepit. I know what this guy is talking about, though. The distribution of uh, beef and bean is always out of whack on those Mexican pizzas. Like all of the refried beans are just like it on one side. And so, you know, you're eating the Mexican pizza and you're like, oh, okay, it's got ground beef and delicious. And then you just get like a mouthful of that bean paste that, you know, the refried beans. It's disgusting. I always order the Mexican pizza with no refried beans. I have it substituted with uh, black beans. But the problem there, of course, is uh, any changes to your order, you talk, the employees are not going to not going to get it right. At this point, Taco Bell has not responded to the accusations. Eventually, though, uh, if you want to be included in the class action lawsuit, uh, you'll be able to, I guess, add your name. That's how that works, right? Well, there you go. Taco Bell is in some legal hot water there. I think they'll end up uh, winning this one. That, my friends, is your distorted news uh, for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. I got a message the other day saying, uh, why don't you talk about uh, Donald Trump anymore? And the, the fact of the matter is, he well, he's not saying anything funny. You know, maybe when the, uh, the campaigning actually ramps up, the old Donald that we all uh, know and love will, uh, will come back out. But right now, he's just, you know, just doing his greatest hits i guess what i and then i was thinking maybe he's the the, the person who uh, messaged me was talking about uh, you know all the stuff uh, about donald trump getting um, indicted and uh, i don't know i don't know about that i'm not smart enough i all i know is he keeps getting indicted like today he got indicted what does that even mean just means he's going you know he's going to have to stand trial i guess and all these indictments are for, like, di different things he, he did wrong. Election interference and then, like, the January 6th thing. And he might be in trouble for the secret documents. Yeah, the top secret documents. That's another one, right? I think he's been indicted four times <laughs> at this point, which I'm pretty sure is more than any other president in the history of the United States. But anyway, there's your Donald Trump update. I mean, I... I like I said, I'll, I'll play audio of him when he says something funny. You know, come on. I want I want the old Donald back when he's grabbing people by the pussy and stuff. Hello, Timothy and Timothy. Pan, Pan, let's go, your monkey over Lord Carding. And Timothy, you've insulted my people so many times, but this is the last straw. Using AI to write a theme for the monkey future? Don't you understand that the monkey future cannot be expressed by some soulless, iterative intelligence? We are giving you a gift. Yes, you'll be enslaved. But you're going to be able to express your basest emotions. Like, you see somebody you like, you grab them in the biscuits. And no, I, I'm not quoting Digital Underground because it's like a racist thing. But, like, that's what the monkey future is about. Like, Want to write something to your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever? Well, just reach in your pants, pull out some poo, put it up on the wall. Here's the kind of bop you need for the monkey future. <laughs> monkey future, yeah, it's coming for you. Monkey future, yeah, you're gonna throw your... If you're a new listener, this caller is a monkey. 
Monkey Future. Pandana you'll be score. beating your meat, Monkey Future. Uh, yeah, block you off your feet with a ooh and a ah and a ooh ooh ah. Monkey Future, yeah. You're right. This is better than AI. Hate that chat, GPT. All right. Some, yeah. Somebody's got to towel me down. Very rarely do I ever wish I hadn't done a segment on DV. Like, there's, there's things I wish I could uh, not, I wish I wouldn't have said, <laughs> you know. But uh, the the problem, I, I I went back and I listened to that episode of DV where I was playing all of those uh, AI-generated songs, and it was it was awful. And the problem was, uh, and I th- someone messaged me about this, talking about AI, and I, and I was like, I almost was very apologetic that they had to even listen to that segment, so let me apologize to you guys. The problem was, it, w- it was very hard to understand some of the lyrics, which is kind of defeating the whole point of uh, listening to a podcast if you can't understand what's being said, right? So you guys probably had to sit through these songs and you're like, what the, what is that say? What are they saying? I don't, I don't get it. And what tripped me up is uh, for, for me, when I was playing the song, when the songs are generated, it's actually a video that is uh, outputted. And the video includes the lyrics. So as the song is being played, I'm reading the lyrics along with the song. And I, you know, I can, uh, I can hear what's being sung as I'm reading. I can, I can understand it. You guys didn't have that luxury because this is just an audio podcast. Much harder to understand uh, the uh, artificial intelligence stuff. So I wish that segment was a lot shorter. So I apologize for that. Oh, Tim Henson. No, but uh, this is Cats from the Discord, and I just want to tell Red to fuck right off with the Burger King ketchup chicken nuggets. Huh. That shit is disgusting. And yeah, I don't. I don't think I would like ketchup with chicken nuggets. There are there are just way better options when it comes to nugs. You know, they make sauces for that, right? Sweet and sour, honey mustard, hot mustard, barbecue, ranch. If you're at Popeyes, blackened ranch. Ketchup is great, but, you know, we use a lot of it on stuff. You know, we use ketchup all the time. We know when it comes to chicken nuggets, expand your horizons. It's disgusting, and I'm sure you'd enjoy it. Bye, queer. All right. Well, thank you very much. Well, I do not like the idea of, I mean, it, I'm sure it would taste fine. I'm, You know, ketchup and chicken nuggets. It would be okay, but I would never do that. Hello, Timmy Boo. It's Pirate Barbie. I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Thank you, Barbie. Uh, hopefully you can understand my audio today. I'm using a different headset. Sounds crystal happy clear, day. baby doll. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you very much, Pirate Barbie. And finally today. Love you, Tim. Love you, too. As a $50 subscriber, I went through that Patreon of yours and God, I ain't getting my... You know, bagel crap that you have left over. And I saw that other people ain't getting them towels. But I love you, Tim. Your show brings me so much joy. Well, thank you. Uh, If you are actually a $50 subscriber or were, uh, you're you're getting the beach towel and uh, it's already been sent off to you and you should have a tracking number at this point. So uh, go ahead and just uh, bump your subscription back up to $50. Thank you. I demand it. I can't be mad at you. Take your time. I downgraded my. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, the beach house did take a little bit longer than expected. Sorry about that. Keep on kicking on because 
You are amazing. It's worth every dollar. Well, there you go. Even though I downgraded. Thank you. He did that on my birthday. You guys are all monsters. Why do you hate me? Like, why, why would you pick my birthday to do that on? You know, I get notification when you people do stuff like that. It hurts my feelings. All right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Why don't you guys email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. He wants a statue. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Tomorrow's episode is going to be Sideshow exclusive. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up, superfreaksideshow.com. Otherwise, I'll see you back on Friday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Hi, I'm B. Arthur with a message for women who take Bramarin. Don't. It's made of horse urine. I'm not kidding. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.